G'day, listeners, and welcome back to the Keeper League's AFLW show for another week. Uh, we've just had round six, and here to talk about his team's performance, I've got Kays with me as per usual. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Oh, I just continue to, you know, be better than you at AFL. Did I ask you this week? Yeah, but like my rank's <laughs> like 600 higher than you, so I'm I think the it. difference in that is a, is a captain option option last week. That's literally the difference in our team so far. So that's how tough and tight this uh, competition is. This it year. really is. But uh, yeah, I didn't nail the captain again this week, but we'll talk about that later. But with, uh, I guess the men's grand final happened over the weekend. How mm-hmm. was your weekend? Go right. Uh, I actually had a wedding on Saturday, so uh, I know it's not good to have a wedding on grand final day, but it happened. Uh, it actually kind of worked out all right because managed to watch the first quarter at home, second quarter in the car on the way to the wedding, missed the third quarter for the actual wedding, yeah. and then we got to the pub for the last quarter. So That's not too bad. Uh, overall, it worked out pretty well, and I was always planning on sitting down to watch the, the replay on Sunday, uh, you know, a little bit hungover, just, uh, you know, soaking it all in, but after that, uh, you know, non-call of um, <laughs> uh, advantage. You would love that. You love the umpires and everything. Oh, I and hate the umpires, so I just, I was <laughs> like, nah, I'm just going to leave this grand final where it is, and I'm not going to rewatch it, because it's just going to make me too angry. Fair enough, fair mm. enough. Um, I haven't watched it since. I did watch it on the day. I was very, very hungover on the day. Went out with uh, Warney and Roy from the uh, the Traders on Friday night in Melbourne. Um, went to Melbourne for the grand final weekend. Didn't actually go to the game. Just I booked uh, some flights that I was going to refund, but uh, ended up just going and hanging with some people. So it was Soaked fun. it all in. Yeah, so it was good to be in Melbourne for the weekend. And yeah, ended up watching the game at a mate's place. And yeah, good, uh, good tight contest. So can't really complain about the game itself, apart from a few calls that you didn't like, but yeah. Couldn't work your way into a grand final ticket? No, I, to be honest, I put zero time into trying to organise one. I I feel being a, like, if I, if knowing, being a Port supporter and if my team were making it, and it doesn't really matter because I'm guaranteed a ticket if Port do make it, but mm. I would hate knowing that there are opposition supporters there, you know, and I'm not knocking anyone that does, but that's just my preference. I'd like to just kind of leave anything available for someone else who probably is more worthy than I am to take it. That's no, all. That's fair, but you are a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But again, I'm not knocking anyone who does. Like, you, Obviously, you take up that once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. Just given the fact that I've never seen Port play in a grand final with my own eyeballs before, I don't know if I want to go watch someone else have that's that joy fair. and stuff on the day you until have I that said, first time. Yeah, exactly. Properly. So, yeah, didn't try super hard. If one would, if someone has come up to me and said, here, here's a grand final ticket, uh, mm-hmm. cost price, whatever, I would have taken it. Yep. But I wasn't chasing one down or anything Fair like enough. that. So, yeah. Anyways, let's, who cares about the men? It's not important. Uh, let's talk about the women's game and in, in particular the women's fantasy game. Mm-hmm. So, what did you score on the weekend? I scored 1362. So, uh, ranks at 1254. Uh, star performers of the week. Laura Gardner with 132, no surprises there. Now, I played a bit of Moneyball last week using, you know, a little scale of hardness that you've worked on. So, it's not not publicly. No, we're just, this is in beta phase. So, I'm just, you know, I'm testing it. So, I kind of went on a few matchups. I traded out uh, Bree Davey and um, Maddie Prisparkers, which obviously didn't go as well as I hoped. But, um, you know, for cheap, brought in Abby Dowrick from Port and Grace Egan from Richmond, uh, and they scored 197. you know, 197. So, I think that's pretty good considering they're pretty cheap. They've all gone up maybe a couple hundred grand. Did Brie Davies get injured as well? Uh, I don't know if she got injured, but she only scored like a 69 Yeah, I think she like was a, she had a knock or something and I think she was a bit... So, it's probably a good move. Maddie Prisparkas went big, so that kind of cost me, but... Um, you keep sideways-ing your primos. Hey. Sideways-ing sideways yeah, is bad. Uh, well, <laughs> you don't it probably is. Don't I don't really know team by doing I don't it. really know what I'm doing, but I'm <laughs> genuinely... I'm, the more this season goes on, I'm more convinced that like matchups mean a heap more in women's game. And I think oh, that yeah. like, you know, you can actually kind of, you know, we're kind of seeing some really big trends. So I think, 
I'm happy to kind of keep sideways and just try and almost pick a, a team of the week in a way. So, um, and try and, you know, see who's got a bit of a, an easier run. So, I'm going to play it this way. And at the moment, it's working because I'm still ahead of you. Well, yeah. Well, on that, I don't think I've picked a captain that's scored over 100 yet. So, that's probably been my downfall. Excuses, excuses. I need to. Uh, I'm clawing my way back. Don't worry. What are we ranked? Uh, there's a 600 ranks between us. Mm-hmm. And I think I climbed 600 ranks by scoring 10 more points than you this yeah. week. So, um, it's yeah. very volatile. It doesn't whole take much to get back there. So, so, um, yeah, I'll get there. Um, but, yeah, I scored 1372. Um, now I've jumped up, like I said, 600 ranks to uh, 1821, so inside the top 2,000 now, heading in the right direction. But it's just, yeah, crazy. You see, you know, a difference of – I don't think I scored even that much better than last week, but I think mm. just with a few um, trades that I did that kind of helped. Like, for example, well, one of my star performers was Hannah Priest. Mm-hmm. I know you already had her in last week, but yeah. I brought her in this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. I think it was uh, Sarah Goodwin mm-hmm. know, from The Crows. Yeah. I uh, traded, uh, upgraded her, so got her in, and uh, she's got 120 points for me as well. So, like, nice. yeah, like a few things like that do help. I just need to put a week together where I just nail a captain and yeah, put everything together, which just hasn't happened for me yet. Uh, my week was crap because I actually had a person I could play as a like a non-playing emergency yeah. for one week because Alana G didn't play, and I had vice captain on Ghana went great and went horrible, and then so I was like, well, it's got to go to Marinoff, and then she went even worse. So yeah, oh well, it happens. It's one happens. of these weeks. One of these weeks. Yeah, I need to actually trade in that. Uh, uh, I think it's a black dot in this game, but yeah, the red dot to uh, yeah get they take advantage of that vice captain score. Not that it would help me this week because I went Marinoff and Ghana, so it doesn't really matter. But anyway, uh, who was your worst performer? Uh, Amy Smith for twenty seven. She yeah, yeah was no good. She played a very defensive role for the the Roos and uh, for. Um, Geelong, Claudia Gunjaka only scored 39, which is a low score for her. I'm, bouncing, I'm picking her to bounce back this week, though. Yeah, I had Amy Smith as well. She that 27 points, absolutely killed. Also had Aaron Phillips, again, in my forward line. Against West Coast, I didn't actually get to see this game uh, on the Friday night it was, but... Um yeah, it just we were poor losing um, to West Coast where they hadn't won a game uh, all bad. season. And, yeah, it just wasn't good. And then Aaron Phillips only scoring 34 points in a matchup that was kind of favourable for Correct. midfielders. She's so. been pretty average this year. Well, she's on my trade-out plans uh, this week. But I guess who were your trade-in plans last week? And were they – so I guess you kind of mentioned them, but yeah. were they a win overall or were they not? Uh, they were a win overall. So um, I brought in Egan – and uh, Dowrick in the midfield. And yeah. also I brought in um, Zali Goldsworthy. So I really wanted to get her in. Yeah. Um, cash in before her price rise. So she went up. She scored 76 as a forward. So that's really good. And I really love GWS's run home. So I was keen to get her in. Um, and yeah, just kind of how, how it played out, um, you know, with the Thursday night game kind of ruining some plans. Like if I knew uh, Alana G wasn't going to play, I probably would have traded her out. But, you know, without having to be able to edit trades. But I uh, look, um, probably didn't go as well as I hoped, but I was still I haven't I don't think I've lost any ground. Um, yeah. and you know, I can kind of burn an Egan or a Derek this week to to move forward and, and trade up to a primo. I'm pretty sure mine went through as I planned on the podcast last week. So I did the Bowers down to uh Joanne Craig and put Tiana Smith on field. So just a pure cash grab, bank a million dollars there. But that allowed me to mm-hmm. go uh corner to Angelique Stannett, who mm-hmm. only scored the sixty eight, I think it was, but very interesting. She was the biggest or well, one of the biggest rises mm-hmm. in uh in CBAs this week. So, she might have been the Bowers replacement in that game. She had bugger all points early on in the game yeah. and come home really, really hot. So, yeah. maybe that 
I didn't see it, but maybe she ended up spending a bit more time in the midfield. Yeah, in that or last she was half. just, you know, instead of being on that halfback flank, just getting more adjusted to the midfield and mm-hmm. started to find a bit of it. But keep an eye on that to see what happens with Bowers and the injury and if she stays in the midfield. Because I, th- I was thinking it was either Craig or her that take that spot. And uh, yeah, having Stanit in, again, the score didn't come off, but the role was nice for fantasy. And then, yeah, went Goodwin to a priest, which was mm-hmm. a huge a win, win for me. But uh, yeah, we'll get into the uh, top five performers of the week. Because there's a few I want your opinion on, Case. Mm-hmm. First one is Alice Parker. Um, yep. Score, sorry, is it Elise? Elise, Elise. Parker, sorry. Th- 139 points. Yep. So she's now averaging 100 now. Did you, mm-hmm. you, you tweeted something about her? She's back or something like she's that? She's back. Now, she's, she's been the most talked about player as well on the Warnies podcast uh, this week as well. Mm-hmm. And GWS do have a real easy run home, but yep. everyone's talking about her and think she's a good option to bring in this week. Yeah. I think she's priced at 1.2 million. Is that about right? Yeah. So she's coming in this week yep. for me, for sure. Is she going to be in those that top five midfielders in the comp that you want in your team at the end of the year though. That's what yep. my thoughts are. For me, I think that like, obviously she was a, she's a gun last year, had a slow start to the year. Okay. So she was like a uh, absolute gun last year, yeah. was she? And the other thing is from, um, you know, looking at your little scale of, you know, points or yeah. you know, what averages um, people score against. She actually had a really hard, um, kind of first month of footy. Yeah. Now she kind of stretches into, they got West Coast, St. Kilda, Carlton, Gold Coast yeah. and Port. Three of them are, you know, pretty easy games from weak teams. So um, I can't really speak too much on her role because I just haven't seen, you know, every GWS game, but she was well and truly in the midfield and just absolutely racking it up on, on Sunday. I watched all of this game and she was super impressive. So like the kind of, um, the draws looking good and the eye test was looking fantastic. See, I'm still not sure how much I read into these these matchups though. So like Jazz Garner, for example, mm-hmm. had probably one of the easiest midfield matchups going on previous week's data and still mm-hmm. only scored the 92 yep. last week. I think Elise Parker, she, her first goal, I know she said she's a hard run, but it's her first goal. My, my point is more so like, do you have her ahead of, say, this midfield of Garner, Marinoff, Prasparkas, Hatchard, Rowbottom? Is she, would you have her ahead of any of those? I'd have her ahead of, uh, definitely of ahead of Prasparkas. Yeah, Prasparkas. She's not dealing with the tag. Yeah. Like, Garner had a bit of a tag um, on the weekend with, uh, what was her name? She was wearing long sleeves. Yeah, another one you're talking about. Um, yeah. Who played really well. But then the other thing with the Roos is their midfield's really like rolls quite deep. So, like, Ashradell played incredibly well. Um, who else stepped up? Jenna Bruton was really good. Um, Mia King laid 14 tackles. So, like, there's a few mouths to feed in that um, north midfield. Yeah. Whereas Elise Parker, it's really Elise Parker and... Um, uh, Zali Goldsworthy, who are the two main cogs in there. So yeah. I reckon that, yeah, kind of with those easy matchups, you know, Parker spending a heap of time in the midfield, didn't go off the ground. I think I mentioned that last week. She's just an absolute star. And yeah, Zrika kind of did have a bit of a role on Ghana. So yeah, and I'm a little bit 50-50 on what Hatchard's doing too this year. Like she's, she's solid, but I don't think she's like top five solid for me. She's- I think, you know, you Marinoff, Ghana and uh, Rowbottom are definitely top five material I reckon Parker can work her way into there right now Hatchard is a top five average yeah yep. but I'm not sure I think their run's a bit hard I think Melbourne this week is going to be tough like as well Anderson could come home really well like Conti's going to come home Conti's strong, I think, done as well. you know played really well yeah. on the weekend I think at least so Parker's like, sitting around the 10th I don't think it's as cut and dry as like maybe an AFL men's you know like yeah or well, maybe five. it just doesn't matter as much as it fluctuates so much as well yeah maybe like my, my I guess my question I'm alluding to mm. I'm not training. I'm not going to trade Pasparkas out because I don't sideways primos until I've kind of filled my team. Mm-hmm. So my choice this week is: do I bring uh, Rowbottom or Parker in this week? Who would you be taking out of those two? 
I think you can probably take either or. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm keen on Parker. So, yeah. I like uh, Charlie Robottom. So, and I got no so. issues with that either. Yeah, yeah. So, I think either of them are winners, and I think that they will probably end the season in the top five. All right. Enough talking about Parker. Let's move on. Um, Laura Gardner, 132 mm-hmm. points, just an absolute gun. Is anyone going to overtake her for the number one forward role this year? Definitely not. Nah, she's an absolute gun. I guess we just got to enjoy it while it lasts. She'll be mid only next year. Mm-hmm. But um, captain option this week, I think, coming up against Port Adelaide uh, on our little scale, we've got Port as a an easy matchup. Yep. Do you know who the easiest matchup is for midfielders at the moment? Um, West Coast? No, it's the Crows. Right. How strange is that? that so, is one strange. of the best teams and the best midfielders in the comp, yep. they just – like attack on the other way they don't really you know hold their other midfielders accountable they just use their talent to kind of push them forward and they have a deep midfield as well yeah um but yeah it's pretty interesting that they are against their average they're letting up the most points uh to opposition teams against their average mm-hmm. um so yeah just thought that was an interesting one but port are an easy matchup uh for midfield a saturday arvo game yeah i might uh, head down actually yeah, actually I might head down this weekend yeah. too uh we'll see you there um charlie Robottom also had 126 points yeah. um she was number three in my captain options last mm-hmm. week and she was probably the only one that really delivered and yeah just mentioned that crows are a deceptively easy matchup for midfielders so mm. just keep your eye on i think they come up against melbourne, melbourne this, this week, week. yeah yep. so um, there might be a few Melbourne players there. You might want to keep your eye on. Another one that I really like at the moment is Monique Conti. Um, yep. A few weeks ago, I said she was perfectly priced to bring her in, but I didn't bring her in because I brought Gardner in instead. Mm-hmm. But if I had, I reckon I would have had back-to-back really good scores from her yep. as well. And what I like about her, she doesn't. it doesn't seem to matter whether Richmond are winning or losing. She puts in the same performance mm-hmm. each week. So, um, She's yeah. had three tons out of five, which is really good. Would she be someone you're thinking about bringing um, in? Yeah, look, um, I, th- I think she's a really, really good player. Uh, had a little gold minute Conti on my game day squad field this week. Yeah, um, I've got one in my side as well, actually. Um, but yeah, like I think she's just, there's a few few players um, and some of these girls as you said just kind of put in a good game no matter what like they're genuine genuine fantasy yeah. stars sorry you mentioned game day squad you had a little bit of a win in game day squad uh, I this did. week I won the AFL men's grand final uh, round round well done so have you heard mm. from game day squad yet no I've got a, all I've got so far <laughs> is a nine player common pack that was credited to my account okay cool hopefully there's but some I haven't sort of thing got coming. any uh, monetary <laughs> prize just I'm yet sh- I'm sure it's coming I'm sure there's no conflict between the sponsorship and everything but uh, anyways no good to see you. and you came second overall in the I actual in finals, the finals competition yeah very well done Case. thank Impressed. you um, alright and the last one of the top five uh, we will talk about is Hannah Priest we already really talked about it as well but she's number one defender now isn't she like yeah. I don't think there's a better option in defence than her well, she's pure midfielder like yeah you know, um game day and yep. yeah she's she's taken her game to another level yeah 100% so yeah Hannah Priest like if you don't if you don't have her in your side you're not going to finish like highly I don't think especially because there's a massive drop off between yeah. the first couple defenders yeah. and and you know how we're talking about the mids there I think you know with the mids you can almost you, if you can get a good core group you're right yeah you know as well as your defenders can is a really fluctuating week by week basis where you, as we saw this week you know some people can score 27 or some people can score 120 yeah and definitely. you know like they're almost of similar price bracket so um yeah whether that's whether you're playing matchups more in in a in a mid you know sorry in a fence or, or forward um but yeah just uh just stick fat with what you believe in because it's uh yeah very volatile <laughs> all right good advice um we'll talk about the top five under price so this is the uh, points per dollar uh from the prior week um so the first one is uh lisa steen from sydney who had 81 points um she's now 482k um comes up against port adelaide this weekend which are a pretty easy fantasy team 
overall. They're pretty neutral for defenders though, but you know, it still kind of means if she plays a few different roles or whatever, there's a potential to score better there. But just plays the right game for uh, fantasy. So mm-hmm. might be a, a downgrade option there if needed. Um, Lulu Puller from North Melbourne, another defender. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't write down her price. You might want to look that up for me, Kays. Mm-hmm. But um, she was up forward uh, where the North uh, North dominated. So she's lifted as a defender as well. So um, GWS didn't actually score. So it was down the, in the forward line a lot. Yep. Uh, but yeah, she kicked the goal and had 19 disposals. So... I think what I found out about doing the scale as well is forwards aren't really affected by any matchup. There's only one team that's considered hard, and I think that's Collingwood. The rest, mm-hmm. every forward seems to score about their average or within four or five points of their average huh. in any matchup. So forwards are the ones that are kind of least affected by defenders Interesting. Uh, in AFL fantasy. So anyone that's playing up forward, you can kind of rely on for around their average anyway. So that's something I've kind of noticed this Puller year. Puller is uh, 543K. So that might be something you could go sideways to or yeah, down to if you need to. Someone like a, um, if you want to get rid of Aaron Phillips or something, and make 100k there. Oh, actually, no, she's listed as a defender, so that doesn't work. But um, yeah, anything that's kind of that mid-range that you can't get up to to one of those premiums, you might be one to look at. Um, Lauren Wackfer, you brought her into your team on the bench, didn't you? Brought in her sister Zoe. Zoe Wackfer, sorry. Mm. Um, yeah, 80 points. Um, but that was the best game of her year. Yep. Um, another interesting kind of stat that we've worked out is um, Rucks against Matilda Scholes. Seem to seem to score a lot better when they play against her. So whilst Ma- Matilda Scholes is holding her end, you know, for, as a ruckman for Port Adelaide, she gives away a lot of points to other teams, and she actually gave away like, a, lot, a lot of free kicks on the weekend as well. So maybe that was part of the reason that's been boosted. But yeah, just something to notice over the last three weeks, Matilda Scholes has been giving up a lot of points. Uh, who's the um, who's the Sydney ruckman? Uh, Alice Ali Morfitt? Yeah, Morfitt. No, yep. is, is she yeah. the ruckman? It's Morfitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So she's playing against. Port Adelaide this week so you could expect a huge score from her so my thinking sorry getting sidetracked on the under price but there might be if you wanted to get a real up on the competition that could be something that you could do because most people are still probably playing shoals there mm-hmm. um, and then yeah that might be a way you get up on the competition there um, another player is Paige Shepherd from Sydney um, she had her equal most CBAs for the season so 76 points um, yeah and a good point uh, a good performance in a game where Sydney were competitive and again comes up against Port who the easy midfield matchup this weekend mm-hmm. she's only 558k so again like someone like me Tiana Smith is probably maxed out yep. if I go down to someone like Shepherd that might make me 300k or so yep. that I could use elsewhere so and then if you've got her on the bench you know it's a pretty handy option um, and the last one uh, Alana Porter from Collingwood mm-hmm. um, she was listed as a forward but um, yeah sorry she and she played 63 points in a win so um, kicked two goals and five tackles in the forward line um, priced at uh, 365k and it was only, but the thing is, I guess it was her first score over twenty-seven for the year. So I'm not sure how you can, mm-hmm. how much you can trust it. But Collingwood did seem to attack a lot more on the balls in the forward line a bit more in this game. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much my top five underpriced for the week. Very nice. What time is it now, Case? It is time for Hef's captain reflections. <laughs> now, yeah, it needs to reflect first. So last week, Garner yes. had that cruisy GWS matchup. Yep. Could only put up a 92. Now, you say she was tagged. Is that right? Yeah, she had some attention. Yeah, so that kind of doesn't help. So, this might be something we need to think about in GWS mm-hmm. uh, matchups there. Now, the other one was Marinoff. Mm-hmm. Now, Marinoff's she CBAs- She got tagged as well. Yeah, and her CBAs actually dropped off. But, you know, mm-hmm. funnily enough, Hatchards did too. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it was Danielle Ponce's 
50th. 50th yep. And I think they might have upped her a bit and gave her a bit more time in there than she usually would. Yep. Um, and I think there's a, it was a, just a really large spread of midfielders in this game for mm-hmm. the Crows. Um, and maybe that's because Gold Coast are a hard matchup for midfielders as well. So maybe they did ease the load. But yeah, I noticed that the the time the time in the middle, well, the time at the CBAs did drop off as well. Maybe mm-hmm. they were resting players too at this time of the season, halfway through. I don't really know what was going on, but so that was probably Garner and Marinoff. Um, they didn't go off. Charlie Robot was my third, and Ash Riddle was my fourth, and they yeah. both scored really they well. Did. So um, we can't win them all, but yeah, Ash Riddle got uh, 113. I think Charlie Garner was 120 odd. Was it Charlie Robot? Charlie Robot, sorry, 30. Yeah, 126. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, so not too. Bad there. Anyway, we'll get into this week. Um, I'm going to go Laura Gardner versus yeah. Port Adelaide as my number one. Um, playing at Albert and Oval. They've never played there before, I don't think. But, um, yeah, look, she scored 132 last week. She's averaging 117. Port give up points to midfielders. I can't see her not going big unless there's a tag coming her way. But from memory, I don't think Port actually employed the tag. So, she'll be okay there. I'm going to bump Mon Conti up uh, to my second this week. Mm, um, against Gold Coast. Yeah, so it, it is a hard matchup, but it's more the scoring history um, against Gold Coast. And she performs well at Icon as well. So she's averaging, well, she, sorry, she scored 121 at Icon the last time she played. I think that might have, was that last week? No, yeah, last week maybe. Um, and then uh, she, yeah, it was last week. But she averages 105 at the venue in her last three games as well. And she tends to go okay against Gold Coast in the past. Uh, yeah, she's averaging 90 from her last three against Gold Coast. They are a different side to previous years, but um, just, yeah, Mon Conti, the data says she's going to go okay. Mm-hmm. At least Park we've talked about a lot, but she comes against West Coast, which is a relatively easy matchup for her. Um, she's averaging 109 from her last three, um, had uh, 102 the last time she played at this ground as well. Um, Amy McDonald from Geelong um, is getting it done, so I've got her up there as well, purely because she's got a good record against Essendon. She's super consistent too. And Ash Riddle um, against Fremantle, who are a pretty good midfield. I guess... You know, um, Garner probably should be up there again as well, but the her history against uh, Fremantle isn't the best. So the projections don't spit her out that way. I think she's still like projected to go a hundred, mm. like, but so, but yeah, just not as high as some of the other ones. I think if you can do it, I think yeah, that Sydney game on Saturday, I've a vice captain on Gardner into like a Riddell or um, a Garner on Sunday would be ideal. Yeah, that's what I'm probably going to do. Uh, Gardner into Garner, and that's probably the way I'm going to go about it. But uh, yeah, so there's some captain options for you to think about. To be honest, like this is just what the projections spit out, and the formula is still kind of in a, in progress because you know women's footy is so weird. Not weird. It's just that like a lot of teams haven't played each other before, mm-hmm. um, so it's hard to get proper history. Plus, teams that played last year are different, very different teams to this year. Yep. We've only got five rounds of data and there's only five rounds to go. So, it's very hard to get a good snapshot. And one random thing that happens just throws the whole thing out. So, doing my best with it, but it's not as easy as the men's, that's for sure. Um, And just got to work out the right weighting and what kind of is the most consistent metric to look at um, first and foremost. But Gut feel is always the first, (laughs) most important. I can't put gut feel feel into a spreadsheet, unfortunately. Um, But I guess... um, yeah, like it's just one thing we to keep working with. I guess in the men's, like the biggest factor I think in the men's is opposition mm-hmm. as to whether they're going to score. And it just doesn't seem to be having the same effect in women's um, this year. So it's just something I've got to look at and maybe tweak the formula a little bit more. I think this is very much a learning year for everyone involved. Oh, yes, yeah. 100%. Anyways, let's get stuck into our trade plans for the week. Kays, what are you planning on doing? Rightio. So I am trading out Lily Postle's weight. Uh, 
She's done her job as a forward. Grace Egan did her job last week for me in the midfield. And uh, Amy Smith, um, I didn't like her role on the weekend for the Roos, so she's out of my defence. So uh, bringing in Matea Breed um, from Hawthorne as a 300k cheapy forward, this could she could change depending on uh, team names and stuff like that. I'd, I'd like a green dot in there, I think. Um, I'm also going to bring in Ella Heads, so the Sydney defender. Um, I kind of like Sydney's run home and uh, both Heads and... McAvoy uh, playing really well in Sydney's defence so I think um, she's a nice little uh, defender to bring in and I'm bringing in Elise Parker as my midfield upgrade so pretty happy with where my team's sitting overall there I think I've got a good balance of you know decent defenders and forwards and I think I'm just going to keep chipping away at that midfield from uh, from next week onwards Alright so what I'm doing um, so Erin Phillips has been stinking it up for me. Yep. Um, it's time for her to go. Easy. Um, so what I'm going to do is I've got Pothelswaite on the bench. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring her on the field because she's scoring like what 40s, 50s, and 60s now. Yep. I'll take that every other week. It's better than Phillips. I'm going to trade her down, Phillips down to Cambridge McCormack, and mm-hmm. she'll be on the bench. But the reason I'm getting her in because she only scored 26 or 27 or something on the weekend, mm-hmm. but had the I think it was the biggest or the second biggest uptick in CBAs this week. Just didn't kind of get the runs on the board but I think she's being trialled the midfield a bit more so mm-hmm. she's on my bench who cares if she doesn't score that well really hopefully she gets a, a bit of a run in the midfield and kind of can work it out and get a bit of uptick from scoring there mm-hmm. so from there I'm going to take Tiana Smith out of my midfield I think she's kind of done her job in terms of cash gen totally and I'm going to bring either Charlie Rowbottom or Elise Parker in I still haven't decided there but probably mm-hmm. Charlie Rowbottom because I just like watching her play yep. a lot more which leaves me with a little bit of money to play with in the back line maybe about 200k I think the best option there, I don't love it, but is Sarah Lampard, who I've <laughs> got Madeline Kerrick on, who I just complete uh, rookie that I took a punt on, didn't know anything about her. Yep. She's kind of okay, but she just isn't really, she's getting me 30s each week, which is probably better than half my more experienced ones. <laughs> but um, yeah, hopefully Lampard can just score me a few extra points each week with a little bit of upgrade. She's lost a lot of coin as well, so if she can turn her around, um, she might be a, an underpriced option. So yep. that's my thoughts for the week. Probably change between now and uh, Friday, but yeah. At least we've got the, the proper weekend of footy. It's yeah, it's Friday, good that the men's are stuffing it up. I know. We can actually have, yeah, proper weekend. Last so. week was a nightmare with the, the Thursday night games. Yeah, been hard. It's, I've been finding it hard to watch. Or like, you know, um, 11.30 games. Yeah, or Friday at yeah. Yeah. 4 o'clock or something <laughs> that like that. That sort of stuff, yeah. It's all right for those states that have public holidays on the, that Friday, but uh, yeah, not uh, South Australia. Anyways, uh, probably see you at the footy on uh, Saturday yes. afternoon then. Hopefully the weather's good and... Yeah, get out and support our girl Laura Gardner. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool to watch, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, hopefully Port get the win against Sydney. Not sure if that will happen, but uh, actually be a tight game. I reckon. Yeah, they yeah pretty evenly matched they at are. Alberton. Anything could happen. Anyway, I haven't seen Port win a game yet, so in in the flesh. So hopefully, exciting. Happens. Yeah. Anyways, thanks, listeners, and we'll talk to you next week. See you guys.